Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo. It's Carrie? me. Oh, she's ice and wow. Yeah, no, she's not talking to me. Wow, Dude. fucking ice grill right now. Yeah. All right, yeah. I guess it's just me and Caitlin. Just us for this one. How's it going, Caitlin? It's good. Yeah. Yeah, things are really good for me right now. How's it been since we recorded last? Well, everything's different. My whole it's, world has changed. Everything's changed. One consistency. My phone fell again. That's right. And that's what we're going to keep coming back to every time. Your phone, well, because the studio's haunted. The ghost. The chair you're haunted you're in oh, is yeah. haunted. Oh yeah, it's a haunted chair. I can feel right. it. Yeah. I, I can feel it. It's possessed by yeah. something. We're not sure good, bad. Who cares? I don't know, I don't know but my poos are going to be extra ghostly after this. Mm, ghostly poos. <laughs> poos. October's getting close. It's upon us. We're supposed to be doing stuff like that. Yeah. Welcome to Pretty Scary Boo. Pretty Scary Boo. I'm serious about getting a medium on this show. I'm I'm all for it. I want to do a seance. I want to do something that would be a bad idea to do in a horror movie. That's that's how I want to set the bar with that one. I'm all for it. Ouija yeah. boards, yeah. all that, all that shit. Yeah. But until then, yeah. But we're talking we're talking timely news, Caitlin. This episode, we might as well set this episode on fire a year from now. This it's, episode's on fire. That's another good routine. That was a good routine we God, just laid so down. So many good routines. We're good at routines. So good. So anyway, ripped from the headlines, we're yeah. talking about Takashi 69. This is one of these names that has been floating in front of my face on my phone for about a week now. Yeah. And every single time I have seen it. I have made the conscious choice to be like, nope. Well, I don't know what this is. Like, I keep seeing this guy in this face. And, and, and this is where I knew we were at a tipping point is that somebody on Twitter was like, their hot take was Martha Stewart has more street cred than this guy. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's responsible. What is going on? Yeah, that's that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode because that, I I assume a lot of people it's hard to miss a name like that in or the headlines. Memes. He's got like rainbow bright teeth. He's he's got face tattoos. He's a little bit of a problem in a whole lot of ways. Yes, and so we're we're gonna get into I per, my personal theory. I almost made this a fucking conspiracy conspiracy podcast. I feel like this dude is like a government agent. What's, or something where did he come from and why did he so he because this is this is my experience with him as a person he arrived and then was suddenly a, an expert witness it happened in the same moment for me he's he's kind of the vanilla ice of gang affiliated rappers in that his run that's a statement his run there's a vanilla ice for everything like dane cook is the vanilla ice of I comedy like, i like the idea that there's a vanilla ice for everything oh there absolutely is there's what? always that thing that like flames like is really popular then flames out hard, almost like immediately hard. yeah people see it they're like okay wait we hate you right like that yes okay so it's like you're here we hate you right is kesha a similar no, no she got she there was a lot of like kesha got like yeah, she had a horrible Black, experience. Blacklisted from the music okay. industry so because that's, she. That's what I'm just trying to create a bandwidth here. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like we no, it's a none of us feel sorry for this person kind of situation. Yeah, I think Dane Cook is the best example. Someone who just has this meteoric rise and then crashes. But see, I knew just about Dane fast. Cook. Dane Cook for like ten years before he became Dane Cook. Like he he did right, like a comedy the, central But the world special. didn't. The world didn't. But he did like, I'm ta- okay, I know. I know. Okay. But Vanilla Ice also released. Okay, tapes okay. on his own in his Got Miami it. neighborhood. Well, okay. So on that note, you seem so, to you seem to have some knowledge of his origin story, which well, I clearly I, it is an origin story. I didn't, and then I started researching it. That's just what you for do. That's your curse episode. Yeah, and man, this guy feels like a huge fucking problem. He feels like <laughs> he feels like it, it feels He's like, like the monkey in outbreak. <laughs> 
it, yeah, it feels like the <laughs> well, not C- supposed to be here. <laughs> it feels to me like at some point the CIA was like you. <laughs> How about you learn to rap and also tell on all the gangs? It's like Deep Throat. It is <laughs> because here's the thing: this uh, Takashi Six Nine starts out as just a dude with colorful hair who gets pictured like people take pictures of him around New York and put them on Instagram and people are like, Holy shit, look at this fucking guy. He's like an, a rainbow bright. And then literally at some point, someone is just like, you should rap. Look at you. You should rap. And then he goes on tour in Eastern Europe. He's just like full on forest gumping right now. Like that is CIA experiment written all over it. Yeah. Rapping. Easter, like, how the fuck did he get hot in Eastern Europe? I'm really big in Poland right now. Yeah. I know. He signed to a Slovakian record label. Maybe he did, like, a like a tour, like, a uh, a fan tour on the Trans-Siberian Railroad. Maybe. <laughs> like, on day four, he's just, like, in the lunch cart with everybody else. He's like, I am not performing right now. I'm just really hungry. Yeah. And it's really cold. I've always wanted to take that railway. And he, uh, yeah, so you've probably heard a lot about this guy. He's like telling on everyone now. And it, I want to understand how we get from colorful New York oddity, like people, humans of New York kind of material to touring in Eastern Europe because there's a big that's the part rap I scene get, like, there. Is there? I don't want to seem like an asshole, but I don't, I don't understand. I'm just genuinely wondering, like, I know, I know because I have done this on multiple times on these episodes and it always happens to me. Some dink is going to be like, you know, Caitlin. Oh yeah. I mean, so, but I'm inviting it because I'm confused and I want to connect these weird dots. Well, here's, here's what I was, some of what I was able to find out about him. Okay. And it's not, this isn't like investigative journalism. I, but I feel you like, just Google it. but you're helping people. I'm, I, because I feel like I am helping people I, I understand. I think people are too overwhelmed to, to, to un, with everything else thing. going on. Here's the thing. I'll link to all the articles I read for this. It's not going to help you be less overwhelmed. <laughs> you will be significantly more overwhelmed this kid has committed so many public crimes. He filmed a robbery, <laughs> okay, <hold on>. Caitlin. <laughs> okay, okay. You're getting really I know. So okay. passionate. This is great. I'm getting okay, ahead of so myself. Le- okay, so-, so his name's Daniel Hernandez. <laughs> okay? Let's start there. <laughs> Yay! That's his real name. Oh, Daniel. Daniel Hernandez. And he is a rapper. He's been making music since around 2014 but really rose to prominence in 2017 with a single called Gummo, which... Oh, no. Has he not seen the movie? Did you did you picture that voice coming from him? No, I'm really shocked that that's what he sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I, I was sure he was going to be an auto-tune guy. He does sound like he's singing through prosthetic teeth, though. Well, that's because he's got gigantic, colorful prosthetic teeth over oh, his teeth. Oh, shit. Right, 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 right. So That was a good routine. That explains that. And here's the thing. This song, it's not that bad. No, I don't hate I'm it. fucking with it. There are bags and bags of weed. And uh, what you'll notice, lots of what appear to be gang members in the video. That will become important later he just really for some reason reminds me of eileen warnos <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of and, have and i want to understand why he also kind of has jennifer aniston hair he's yeah he he really uh he like round brushed blow dried his hair here and maybe like maybe did it yesterday and then put dry like dry shampoo in? Yeah, he looks like Fabio if Fabio was really going through a thing. He's got Fabio hair. So that's Gummo. And that is the... I, okay. That's like one of his first big singles. It's, I, but he was making music before that. Sure. Uh, he's a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, which okay. Just think... That I know a lot about, actually. Yeah. Me. Weirdly enough. Like YouTube, what YouTubers are to comedians, SoundCloud yeah, rappers well, I are have, to I rappers. have friends that rake in unbelievable amounts of money as DJs on SoundCloud. Yeah. Like, I can't believe how much money they make doing shows. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I 
it's insane. And uh, so he, like, like we said, he is a fucking sight to behold. He has rainbow hair. He's got a rainbow grill in his mouth. Uh, trying to think if anything else stands out. He uh, has like a Dennis Rodman thing. He also, is there anything else interesting about him? Oh, Caitlin, he has the number 69 tattooed on I, his forehead. You know, now that you mention it, now that you, now that you, you can't unsee it once I, I tell you it's no, there. No, 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 now that you, now that you said something. To yeah. Me. It's like when someone sees a face in the wall and they point it right. and you're like, fuck, now I see it now too. It's that you've got, it's Jesus, the same thing. You've got Jesus in your toast. Yeah, exactly. That's you're what, never going to unsee that 69 tattoo on his forehead. And I'm really glad you brought it up because, and I might be wrong. Go on. Um, is that a coincidence or is like that also like, is that connected to his name? You think I like to think that he just made the best of a bad situation. I mean, I just want to uphold some really good journalistic integrity here. Yeah. So like, we're not saying this, but we're talking around it. Right. Right. Okay. Right. And I just, I wonder if maybe he fell asleep at a party. That's what I thought. And someone did the old college prank. You, you break out the tattoo gun. Right. You tattoo 69 on the guy's forehead. Slept right through that. And he wakes up and goes, just going to just gonna roll with it. I think this is how I lead now. I'm embracing yeah. my role as yeah. not just Takashi, but Takashi 69. 69. Is he also a cancer, do you think? He's somewhat of a cancer. Okay, good point. That was a good routine. Thank you. That was, you're right. That was a very good routine. I don't know why I said thank you. We both participated in that. But well, we were both caught up. Yeah, I was caught up in the comedy. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin, he also has the number 69 tattooed on his body at least 200 other times. That's a lot of parties to fall asleep at. That's a lot. This guy. He fell asleep at a lot of parties. fucking drinks. I don't think I've even been to 200 parties. Yeah, that's a lot of parties. Maybe they, maybe he fell asleep multiple times. Do you think he forgets each story behind every tattoo? <laughs> Man. This one means the most. This yeah. one's for my kid. Sure. Yeah. That also is a 69. Yep. Yep. Well, okay. it was a good night. All right. Yeah uh he is a he's a complex character he's got he's got all the trappings of a talentless scumbag uh but he is also uh on top of being a rapper who sells a decent amount of records very talented video editor edits all his videos and his videos are one of the things that also helped him that makes sense though i feel like i feel like today in order to be anything you have to know how to do everything and now let's listen. This is an interview clip that I found. I and well, I think it's interesting because part of his story is that his dad died when he was really young. And what's interesting to me about this clip is you hear him go f- literally from I am the best and no one is better than me to, yeah, I don't really like my own music in the span of like one minute. And I feel like what you're hearing is uh, because it's documented that he had a lot of issues with depression and PTSD after his dad died, which How did is his dad die? a thing. He was shot to death, uh, steps away from the front door of their home. Okay. And I feel like what we're hearing. Like that, just, just for people keeping score, like that's definitely the beginning of Godfather 2. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to point that it's out. It's a rough backstory. Yeah, that's... And I feel like what you're... Like that, that... Like my dad died when I was young also. Not the same way, obviously. But like it gives you a lot of abandonment issues. Sure. And I feel like what we hear in this clip is him kind of acknowledging that he's on to something pretty great in terms of entertainment and his music. But also like not wanting to completely own it in case it all goes away. Oh, wow. Okay. Soon. Well, I want to hear it. And uh, so let's, we'll listen to, this is a very long interview. We'll link to it, but we're just going to listen to a minute or so of it. It's huge. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the best at what I do. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's nobody even close to me. Like, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like nobody could touch me in that video aspect. And um, musically, I'm not a big fan of my music. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of my music, but um, why do you feel that? I just feel like it's not all the way there where I want it to be. Mm. But at the end of the day, people imitate. Like they, 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 they want to, they want to sound like me. Mm-hmm. But 
You know what I mean? But the music is there. Like, you know what I mean? It's, I'm just not a fan of my music. I'm not saying I know, like, my music is trash. I'm just saying I'm not a fan of my music. Is that why there's no- That made me sad. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, this guy, the as soon as I started seeing- Maybe that's why he did so well in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Sounds like a sad place. So Could be. maybe that's where there was like some good overlap. The the totally. thing the thing about this guy, he's and we're going to get into some other things he's done and been accused of. He is very much a trash person. But he's also a trash person who has been through some shit. Well, hurt people hurt people. Right. And provided he's not a CIA agent, <laughs> like I I got to say that f- that video does not back up that theory. No. Too much. No. And so yeah i feel like that's that's kind of what we're seeing in that video in that interview but i don't know if that's what he meant to say now and i know nothing about this person but i wonder like when he was saying it it made me think like maybe what he was trying to say is that he's just not happy with where he's at yet yeah I, I i don't know that and yeah i mean there's no way of knowing for sure what he was saying it's just as i don't know as someone who lost their father when i was very young i Something about that yeah. like clicked sure. in me. Uh, so one of the one of the foundations of his current image, the is, myth of of, of is, him, is that he is uh, affiliated with the Nine Trey gangsters, and that uh, it adds a little more complexity to his story because the the narrative about him now and has always kind of been that he is a a fake gangster like he's not a a real gangster he's a rapper pretending to be a gangster for street credibility sure and now that he's on trial uh spoiler alert uh he's kind of taken the alex jones angle and is going yep I, I i was never in a gang uh it was all for show but also the nine tray gangsters are a prison gang and he first met them while he was incarcerated on Rikers Island. Damn. So that's sort of real. Like That's very real. Even if you are the rap music representative and Yeah, you're you're their ambassador. Right. Like you're still to Eastern Europe. You're still entering into a very Well, the Eastern Europe thing happened before this. Like that Gummo single is the first like high profile he, video he did where he all of a sudden was affiliated with the Bloods. Got it. So the Eastern Europe stuff, that was the CIA training him to become a good enough rapper to be accepted by the Bloods while in Rikers Island. I understand now. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, and the Nine Trey Gangsters, they're a subset of the Bloods that were founded and uh, still operate primarily inside Rikers Island. They have... Uh, obviously, like people gotta, leave Rikers we Island. We gotta do an episode on prison gangs. Oh yeah, yeah. I have. I, I, I've got questions. I oh, got a lot of questions. I, First question: Why have a gang in the prison? <laughs> I mean, I know why. I understand why. Yeah, but I don't understand why. Protection. Yeah, I know. I know that that's the answer. But like, I have other questions. Yeah, we'll ask him. Well, maybe we'll go to a prison and just ask some people. Yeah, you, know, you know that would make me happy. Let's go to Rikers Island. Okay. Can we do that? Probably not. We could probably do that. I doubt it. Well, Tupac was interviewed in Rikers Island. I feel like we're an And definitely away. not assassinated by the government shortly thereafter. No. Well, that is definitely where you would be assassinated for the, by the government. So maybe we should stay away from those places. Yeah. I feel like you say stuff sometimes, man. Well, you know sometimes sometimes stuff needs to be said. Jesus. Uh, well, not in this episode. No. Oh, no. Def- we're definitely not the, the problem here. Nope. Uh, so, okay. So he's part of a gang, but it's like a prison gang. Well, he's, he's affiliated with this gang and there are, there have been rumors that he's not like really affiliated with him. It's just part of prison gang stuff, his act. Oh, okay. Well, no, he's out now, obviously. And, or he was when he made question. That's one of my prison gang questions is like, if you get out of prison, are you no longer in the gang? No. Yeah. The, the, one of the things he's testifying about right now is the hierarchy of this gang and how it works inside prison and outside prison. Oh, So he can answer all of my questions about prison gangs. Yeah. He probably has. Cause that's the thing. They're bloods. Like it's not like, got it. Like they're not nothing. I just, can't, I, up until now, it's just seemed too overwhelming to even tackle. So it, I'm really happy that you're here to break all this gets, down for us. It gets worse. Uh, but it. first, it gets a little bit better. This oh. is, 
this is a quote from him that because uh, one thing that I found really interesting about him, he doesn't uh, wear designer brands like Supreme and things like that. Okay, out of solidarity for with uh, kids who might follow his career but can't afford to buy shit like that. And he said he does that because he couldn't afford that kind Mm. of shit when he was a kid. And uh, this is a quote. I stand up for the kids who can't stand up for themselves. Kids that get bullied and deal with a whole bunch of cyberbullying and school bullying. Kids in group homes, detention centers, where they don't have parents there looking out for them. I'm the hope for those kids. And uh, yeah, so far that's, so good. That's what I mean. Is like that video. He just seems sad. He seems like a sad person. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. Like sad. And CIA makes you sad. The problem is he's also kind of a piece of shit. Well, shocking. In 2015, he attended a party in Harlem where a girl was filmed doing a bunch of sex stuff. In one of the videos, he's seen smacking her ass. Uh, in another video, he's making a, a a thrusting motion with his pelvis in her direction while she gives another guy oral sex. And then in another video, she's naked and sitting on his lap. And he posted all these videos to Instagram. And here's the problem, Caitlin. She was 13. Okay. I was waiting for like... Yeah. I, I kind of laid it out that way that intentionally. Good, that was a good routine. Thank you. It was a good was routine. A, yeah, it was a good routine. Yeah, yeah. A uh, little less comedy in that one. Yes, but a routine, but a routine none- no, nonetheless. nonetheless. We is, Thank you. We are here. Um, that's awful. It is. And he he's like he said the line, the, the thing you're going to say in that situation is, I thought she was over 18. That that was his defense. Okay. And eh, he didn't go to jail. I mean, he managed to avoid jail time and being added to the sex offender registry he just, over this. I don't know. He just makes me sad. The, everything about this is making me sad. Oh, yeah. Because that girl, that's me, that makes me sad. It's very sad. 13-year-old kid. A 13-year-old kid. And he wasn't the only dude at that party. So it wasn't. No. Well, no. It's, a, it's what makes up a party. Right. Is there are other people there. Well, Carly Rae Jepsen has that song, Party for One. So now that's law. So we can call oh, anything a party. Okay. She's the president of music. I'm sorry. <laughs> so... What's crazy is all of that happened before he really got famous. Sure. Like he was still tearing it up in Eastern Europe and putting out records on a Slovakian record label. Just like Jay-Z did. Yeah. Typical rapper trajectory. Yeah, no, that's the, the, the lore of every rapper. But then in 2017, an Instagram post that's just about what he was dressed like in public goes viral and he becomes infinitely more famous definitely not the kind of thing the cia could orchestrate and he no. he becomes significantly more famous He's just lightning in a bottle at that point right okay and so uh, that's when the gummo single comes out and it's just been fucking chaos since then okay uh, seems like it in april 2018 his manager trey way was investigated for his involvement in Two separate shootings that happened on the same day in Brooklyn. Busy. Very busy. Uh, His crew was also investigated for a shooting that happened on a music video set in Brooklyn a few days earlier. Big week. Uh, He was arrested for parking in front of a fire hydrant and driving on a suspended license in May 2018. And the very next day got into an altercation with a cop at the NYPD 77th Precinct in Brooklyn. So couldn't even get out of jail without he's a getting go in big more or trouble. go home kind of dude. Right. Got it. Uh, the next month he was investigated over a shooting involving rapper Chief Keef, who he had previously had beef with. And I couldn't find it, but I, I've played it on a previous Unpops podcast. There is a fucking video of him very openly talking about having put a hit out on. I don't know if it was Chief Keef or someone in his entourage but he is just on video saying yeah i put thirty thousand dollars on his head and presumably someone's gonna kill him and it's like there's a whole fucking group of people people are filming it and nothing happened nothing happened over a video of someone confessing to putting out i'm just saying it's weird no i mean you're very weird building a strong case honestly it's weird so uh, all of those previous shootings also were linked to beef with a different rapper, K 
Casanova. And here's the thing. I don't even have all of, I'm telling you, go out to the articles and just, <laughs> just see over go through the timeline. There's like, he goes to Texas and gets in trouble for not checking in with some <laughs> gang affiliated record label who felt disrespected. So they blocked the stage to keep him from performing like everywhere he goes. It's a fucking problem. And there's all of these shootings that are being investigated and all of this culminates on what had to arguably be the best and worst day of his life. Okay. Because on the one hand, Caitlin, <laughs> he released his biggest single to date. This was July 22nd, 2018, uh, a song called Fifi, which is uh, a duet with Nicki Minaj and once again, kind of a banger. You got the right one. Let, let these, let these How charming is that? They're playing some pretty on-point patty cake in the beginning of the video. He's got a cute little dog, and I think that is really his dog. I don't know what's happening in the world anymore. Yeah, I mean... We've hit a new level of weird with a video like this. Like, I don't know... This is a... It's a... I mean... He doesn't really want any friends. Well, you got one in that dog, pal. That's right. Give it some kisses. I don't want to watch anybody eat ice cream. Oh, he said with my shooter and he pointed at his dog like his dog's out there shooting people. <laughs> Cute. All right. Thank you, Nicki Minaj. That's a good song. It's a good song. It's kind of a banger. So it's cool. Biggest song came out July 22nd, 2018. Good Can you day. guess what else happened that day? No, I couldn't in a he million years. He was kidnapped by his former security guard. <laughs> what a roller coaster of emotions. Kidnapped. Kidnapped. Okay. And it's not a question of, oh, is he being honest? It's on fucking video. What? There is video of him being kidnapped. We'll listen. Here's just. This guy's nervous system must just be like literally like sparking. Oh, Absolutely. And it gets crazier after this, but <laughs> I'll turn this way up so we can hopefully hear it. But you can hear in the beginning of this clip, uh, you can hear his kidnappers fucking talking to him and then tossing him in a goddamn car. Great. I'm glad this is going to be in my brain forever. Why is this on YouTube? That became a big problem. Here we go. You're about to hear him get hit. Hear that? Said we're gonna shoot you. Open the door. Let me open it. So it seems to be that this is over uh, outstanding balance in his private security guard detail account. Um, that I I see how you would get that, how you would think that watching this video, but it's yeah. actually way more complicated than that, Caitlin. Don't you worry. <laughs> If you were worried that it was going to be that simple. I was worried that it was going to be that simple. Oh, no. So we'll link to it. The re This video is 15 minutes long. Oh, and, I don't want to watch 15 and what, minutes of it. And what happens after 
he gets thrown in this car. And the person, you might have heard him say the name Harv. Right. He's uh, referring to his former bodyguard, which is a, a guy named Harv Ellison. And uh, Anthony Harv Ellison, who is a high-ranking member of the Nine Trey Gangsters. And what happens is they throw him in this car. And in that video, the person driving the car was his brother. And oh my God. So the rest of the video is his brother following the car that he's been thrown in and trying to reach the police via OnStar. And it is the most frustrating fucking oh, thing. I can't watch that. It takes forever for the police to get. I think he eventually like finds a cop just out oh my in God. the wild and tells him what happened. <laughs> but what happened after they threw him in the car is uh, apparently the plan initially was just to kill him. Oh my God. And instead he manages to talk them into taking a bunch of jewelry uh, and cash in exchange for his life basically. And they end up taking a few hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry, including a, a my little pony necklace (laughs) And they also carried it out of his apartment in a pink Barbie diaper bag. But they eventually work out this deal where he gives them this jewelry and they agree to not murder him. And after he gives them the jewelry, he's like, all right, so I'm good now, right? And they're like, no, get back in the car. And they make him get back in the car. And he at one point is they let him out, but he said he felt like they were still going to shoot him, like shoot him in the back. So when he gets out, he just takes off running and jumps in the back of a stranger's car and is like, I'm about to die. You need to take me somewhere. And they end up dropping him off at the uh, a nearby police precinct. Unreal. Fucking insane. And the reason it happened, apparently, which this has come out in all of his testimony, is his manager is also a nine tray gangster. And his manager and this uh, Harv Ellison have a falling out at one point. Okay. And his manager decides Harv Ellison doesn't get to be part of Takashi 6ix9ine's career anymore. Oh. So what happens is... There's a lot of palace intrigue. Yeah. In this gang that he had affiliated himself with to get street cred, it's like... That's a dicey proposition. You are now affiliated with a street gang. And what happens is they break into factions over him and over deciding who's going to get to control his career going forward. And Harv Ellison. This is so much more interesting than I ever thought it was. Right? Oh, yeah. And Harv Ellison gets kind of like jettisoned from his career. And that's why he fucking kidnaps him. And he was going to just kidnap him and murder him because he was like, well, I'm not going to get any more money from you. Fuck it. And instead ends up robbing him and letting him go. And uh, so that happens. And that was in July 2018. Okay. Somehow he manages to put this behind him and still keep his ties to the nine tray gangsters for a while until sure. November of 2018. Uh-huh. He's trying to, he's filming a video at a Beverly Hills mansion with Kanye West and Nicki Minaj. Yeah. And a drive by shooting happens, you know, in Beverly Hills as, as so often happens in Beverly Hills. Yeah. And uh, Kanye West was there and left immediately and shut down the production. And Takashi 69 said he felt like that was kind of an inside job that was orchestrated I by would say so. the same people. And well, it's like a Beverly Hills mansion that's close enough to the street right. for a drive-by. Yeah. So what's going on there? Because kittens, let me tell you, if you've been to Beverly Hills, there is no Fresh Prince of Bel-Air house that's like on the curb. No, no, not That's, many. And especially not one that Kanye West and Nicki Minaj are filming at. Right. So, so probably an inside I job. I understand what a drive-by shooting in this venue could even possibly have looked like. And this prompts him to finally say, all right, I'm not fucking with the nine tray gangsters anymore for obvious reasons. Sure. 
And he also fires his entire management team, his publicist. He cancels his American tour that he's got planned. Uh, Probably a good call. Yeah. It gets weirder. Shocking. Because after he renounces his membership in this gang, the FBI approaches him and says, hey, we've been wiretapping your gang this whole time, and now they're going to retaliate against you for leaving the gang. Oh, my God. What do you say we surveil you around the clock? And he says, no, because it's still the FBI. And three days later, he goes on uh, The Breakfast Club, which is a really popular radio show in New York, and they're asking him about this, and uh, this is a quote. They ask him if he's afraid of anything, and he says, God and the FBI. A few days later, he was arrested. Yeah. He, uh, I think it was, I have in the notes here, where was it? God and the FBI. Yeah, three days later, after he gives that interview and says God and the FBI are the only things he's afraid of, he and a dozen or so nine Trey gang members are arrested on federal racketeering charges related to organized gang activity. Oops. Whoops. Maybe should have taken that surveillance. But that's probably, there was probably an element of that too, where they were like, also, how about you testify against everyone? And he said, no. Well. Well. Now here we are. Now how about you testify against everyone? And uh, in February 2019, he pled guilty to nine counts of federal racketeering. But it also came out that he was discussing a plea deal. Uh-oh. In exchange for testifying against his so, gang associates. Now, I'm not a I'm not a uh, organized crime expert by any stretch of the imagination, sure. but I have seen Goodfellas about 750 times. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong. Go on. But it's my understanding that uh even considering a plea deal is a dangerous proposition on its own. We have very strict stop snitching laws in this country that we are expected to abide by yeah it is how the government kills black people in las vegas on a busy street and gets away with it talking about tupac of course oh i i was just thinking it could be anybody could could be in 2k19 but it's you don't do it you don't snitch well especially when you're in a gang situation very frowned upon. I'm not upon. saying you do. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying if you do. They prefer you don't. Well, sure. But my point is. And when in Rome. Right. 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 Yeah. It just seems like, I mean, jokes aside, like you have to be in a pretty desperate situation to do that. Oh, absolutely. Like, cause you're going to, you could die either way. Yeah. And it gets crazier. Oh, good. But we'll, we'll get there. So it comes out that He's going to testify, and he's now facing 47 years in prison, but won't be sentenced until 2020, which is plenty of time for his testimony to get that sentence reduced even more. But as, as I mentioned, this guy is legitimately a piece of fucking trash. Let's come back to that. Uh, as part of the plea deal, he had to, he had to admit to every crime he's committed since forever Otherwise, if it comes up in the course of this trial, he could be tried for it later. And one of the people who is testifying in this trial is his longtime girlfriend and the mother of his child. And one of the crimes... Oh, he's got a kid. Yeah. And one of the crimes he admitted to as part of this plea deal, continuous domestic abuse from 2011 to 2018. So he's just been beating the shit out of his kid's mother for seven solid years and nothing we can do about it because it's in the plea deal and it's one of many fucking like there are robberies there is so much and in exchange for testifying against the members of this gang it's all uh kind of getting swept under the rug great and he started testifying on day two of the trial testified for a full day on day three But that day was cut short because that video of him being kidnapped wasn't supposed to be on YouTube. And that interrupted the trial. Once they found out that that and also some recordings from him in court had made it to YouTube. Why was it on YouTube? Does anybody know? It just got leaked. Someone had it and fucking leaked it. 
And that's what happens when you have fans from Eastern Europe. Exactly. It was probably the the Russian trolls or something. Yeah, it's Ruskies. You never know. You never know. Uh, so on day one, he discussed things like the hierarchy of the gang and how their handshakes work. He actually shook hands with himself on the stand. Uh, he also described first meeting the nine trays and realizing that incorporating them into his image would help him sell records. Okay. Uh, which, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, day two was when he talked about the kidnapping, which we've already talked about. Day three was full of surprises. That's when he just threw a few other rappers who hadn't been part of this at all. Just all of a sudden get thrown into it. This is, I think, where the memes started. Yeah, well, the most recent batch of memes. This guy has been a meme. No, I know, but the court memes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that I've seen. Oh, yeah, where he's basically... Yeah, the memes of, like, him giving up shit that's, like, crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh... We find out one, there's a, a rapper named Jim Jones, who's great. He uh, has a song called Pop Champagne that I like a whole lot. And uh, there's this video that we have known existed since like November or December, or not video. It's this audio recording of uh, one of Takashi 69s associates in the uh, Bloods talking to another man about how they need to violate Takashi six, nine, which means he's broken the gang rules and needs to be punished for it with sure. violence. And we've known this video existed forever. Right. Didn't know who the second man was. And now we do comes out in court. It's rapper Jim Jones, who he's like, he's a, a good rapper. Like he's not someone you like. I've never associated him with this gang is, activity. This is like when you see one of those pictures of like, John F. Kennedy and Andy Warhol at a party. Yeah. You're like, oh, I guess they were in the same timeline. And here's the thing. I never associated him with that, but I just mentioned the song Pop Champagne, which is is indeed a fucking jam. And here comes Jim Jones dancing through the beginning wearing a red and black plaid hat. The well, signs have been... There he was. All along. The signs have been there all along. Now you know. Now, now you know. We don't have to listen to all this song. Thanks. But it is pretty fucking good. Uh, I don't watch music videos anymore. I do. Well, I do sometimes. It's a good way to discover new music. Like if there's a band you like, go, sure. to, go to YouTube, watch your favorite video and just let the algorithm. I just let Spotify figure it out for me. Yeah. I don't have I mean, time Spotify to too. think about any of this. So this is great. Well, I mean, that song is like nine years old. Cool. So, uh, and also, we found out on day three of his testimony, Cardi B is a blood. That She's doing Pepsi commercials. Yeah, well, I mean, what so if, did Michael Jackson. What if the B stands for blood? Makes a lot of sense, Caitlin. Whoa. If you think about it. Whoa. Send tweet. Actually, I mean, I don't know. Cardi blood. I've always wondered. <laughs> I have always wondered. Haven't the, we always wondered? No, I all do. All of us. Listen, yeah. For everyone listening, if somebody's got a weird initial in their name, I will s just know that I have sat and wondered what it stood what it stood for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we've we've made it through most of this story, and I I I mentioned that it gets even crazier. Yeah, go on. Because as I started researching this, this is like literally that should be the name of your memoir. As I started researching, it, yeah, I feel like you say that all the time. And then you come up with, go ahead. Another story there came out. <laughs> and this latest story, Takashi 69 despite having testified against some very high profile and dangerous people, despite having made so many enemies, has decided he is not going to enter witness protection after he gets out of prison. What? He is going to hire a private security detail and continue his rap career. Holy shit. Uh, okay. I know. I know. I don't know what the, I, I think it's, I think he, I think he needs to go back to Eastern Europe. There is one rapper, T.I., who's, yeah, a, I know that one. And T.I. went on, uh, I think he also went on the breakfast club and he was like, he's going to be fine. There are so many rats walking around the streets these days. And I kind of buy that. 
like even T.I. had there was this famous thing where a rapper that was signed to his label turned into an FBI informant and sent T.I. to prison for a few years. And that guy's still out and living like no one's murdered him. So like if this guy hires enough security, he could fucking live. I just no one murdered Elvis when he fled to Argentina. Such a complicated life. For somebody who just is, wanted to make YouTube rap videos, this is complicated. Is it more complicated, though, to want to continue being a public rapper? Or is it more complicated to have to hide with 69 tattooed on your face? I mean, the problem is, is he's like the least, he's the most conspicuous person I've ever, in our current time. Right. So, and even if you get it removed, someone's going to be like, what about the other? Is that an wines? outline of 69 on your forehead? <laughs> it's a Port Weinstein birthmark. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, and that's that's where this is at now. He's done testifying. The trial is still going. Uh, he probably won't be sentenced until 2020. But when he gets out, he says he's going to just go right back to being a that's rapper. That's if he survives prison. That is if he survives prison. So... And just putting that out there. Famous people don't seem to be doing well in prison these days. No. Did no. you also hear completely off topic that Kevin Spacey's like prime suspect or prime witness in in the lawsuit against him of with all the sexual harassment weirdness is dead? Oh, is he? Yeah, he died. Nice. This is the second person affiliated with Kevin Spacey and weird things that's dead. You know who else uh, or what other situation has two weird deaths uh, uh involving the people leading the fight against it the flint water crisis i know i know people yeah that's some that's some pelican brief shit oh yeah that's crazy but uh so yeah that's what's happening with takashi 69 i'll link to these are i'm fucking telling you now Wild it is ride. a maze you are gonna do some reading and it all happens in the span <laughs> of like two fucking years he just has a crazy, he's in a crazy season. Like one of the articles I'll link to is a, it's a Vulture article about the timeline of all of his legal trouble. It's like the fucking 1500 words. It's lengthy for a timeline. Wow. God damn. It's a lot. But what do you think his deal is? I think that's a weird question. Well, but like, to, to take it back to the, the dad thing. People really underplay or undervalue the importance of connection in the world. It, it matters in addiction. It matters in so many things. People want to feel connected to something. So it's not surprising to me that he fell in to a group of people that he saw as protectors. And I think people have, I know I have, I'll just speak for myself. I have only recently really come to, I don't want to say terms, but like understand this like deep connection to organized crime with certain artists. Because in my mind, it's like you made it. You don't have to do any of that shit anymore. Right. Like you've made your money. You're good. And now I'm realizing it's like the exact opposite. Well, it's it's the exact for some, opposite for some people. Well, part of the reason it's the exact opposite is. I think a lot of times we want to put that on the artists, but yeah, I'm not putting it on them. Like I, I, organized crime is called organized crime because it's organized. Sure. And I don't doubt that there are several instances where people have shown up in uh, entertainers very similar to Takashi six nines lives and been like, you fucking need to give us some money. Yeah. Like we'll protect you or whatever, but you're going to fucking pay. Like that's what Suge Knight did the vanilla ice. Yeah. Like Suge Knight dangled vanilla ice over a fucking hotel balcony to get him out to get goddamn easy or Dr. Dre out of, or no, he just wanted some of vanilla ice's yeah, money. He just wanted his like, money. That's what Randy Quaid, when he fucking went crazy and went on the run, he was like, look, there are people that just fucking hunt down rich actors and extort them for their money. And crazy or not, I don't doubt that that's at least a little bit true. Oh, I, Especially if you have uh, a uh, checkered past that you're trying to play down. Remember we did the, the rap murders yeah, episode yeah. and the thing that happened to Tupac in the last uh, months of his life. He was being extorted by the fucking Jewish Defense League. 
Sorry, it's just what you say, it makes me laugh. I know, it sounds crazy when you hear it, but then you look into what the Jewish Defense League yeah, is. they're like super soldiers. And they were like thing. probably working in tandem with Suge Knight. Like, yeah, it's a thing. And that's the kind of thing, like you would hear that in Vibe magazine and be like, no, that doesn't ever fucking happen. Shit happens. Like, it's, it's all over the place. So this guy, like I get, if it is just a completely innocent thing where he just fell in with this gang as opposed to being inserted there by some uh, third party like i i understand that need for connection and that need to feel like you're well, and it's a like it's, part of something it's so easy to say like i don't understand this and this and this but i i i what i'm but i don't understand is the point it's like i don't i don't know i don't know what it's like to be in prison i don't know what it's like to feel like joining a gang is my only option to feel safe and for a future i don't know yeah, and uh, I and but I what I do know is that living under that kind of constant stress is going to make you a crazy person. That I do know. Yes, and I I don't know if I don't know how long we can sustain the idea that uh like this kid when he goes to court and testifies he's snitching. Yeah, like you see even mainstream news outlets taking that fucking angle on it. Yeah, which is so wildly fucking irresponsible. Like well, imagine, imagine if the New York Times, when the Bill Cosby thing came out, instead of presenting it as the Bill Cosby story it was, imagine if the headline was 50 women snitch on Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like why the fuck is this kid testifying in a criminal case? Like, I don't understand why. This is, this is what I was trying to say at the beginning of this episode. I don't, I don't understand why any of this is happening. No, I get why it's happening. I don't understand why mostly white media outlets are so comfortable taking the he's snitching approach. That's what I'm saying because I don't story. understand what's like, happening. That is, it's irresponsible. That's what I mean. It's like I don't understand why this is being taken the way it's being taken. Is what I, I, it's what I just said. I should have said more clearly. Like Because that's a big, like, when you, like, no snitching like look at snoop dogg's instagram right now like he's fucking posting about this kid calling him a snitch like it's such a thing in the black community that you don't talk to the police like there's a famous interview with uh cam who was an associate of jim jones where they were like all right so say a serial killer moved in next door and you knew he was just murdering people left and right and you could prove it do you call the police then? And he was like, nope, I do not. I just don't call the police. And that, I get it because on the one hand, if you're living in an area where you've been terrorized literally by the police for decades, you're going to want to not co- want to cooperate with the police. But that also makes uh, shit like what happened to Tupac a lot easier to get away with. Well, right. It- <laughs> Like he was, he was killed on a busy, he was killed on the Las Vegas strip after a fight at the MGM grand was letting out. But also like you can flip it around. It's like all of this ice stuff that's going on. Local police are really struggling with it. And it's bought, it's, it's a problem for them because there are a lot of these communities where these immigrants live and nobody's calling the police to tell them that other shit is going on because they're They're afraid afraid that they're going to get deported. And local cops are like, this isn't working like this. This can't work this way because people need to be able to call us like right to do shit. But those people also need to know that those local cops aren't going to show up and deport them anyway. Well, that's but that's the thing. It's like a lot. Yeah. A lot of them wouldn't do that. Yeah. So I get it. Like I get I get the stop snitching thing. I just feel like mainstream media outlets could do a little better. Well, I'd feel and like not they're... play into it so much. Maybe look at the 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 backstory like there's a lot of fucking damage in this kid's life yeah they don't do that anymore and he got himself into a really fucking unfortunate like all other terrible shit about him aside any story you pull apart is this story right so the thing is is that what we're really talking about and where i hear your frustration is coming from is that like the general engine of contemporary news is geared towards entertainment and not towards giving a full picture. Right. And I mean, that as your friend is something that I've known as your frustration and has been for a long time. 
but you know, that's why we've got Ken Burns <laughs> like, and documentarians, because I feel like they look at the end of the day, this kid is not a completely simple, good person. And no. I don't feel sorry for him in the situation that he's in. No, uh, I don't even know that we've evolved in a way where contemporary news outlets knows how to handle this story at all. I don't think they know how to handle it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's okay. But with everything in play in this story, the only thing they're going to know how to do is make light of the situation. Right. And it, especially with his background, that... You don't even need the background. Adds, it's just but it, but it adds a layer to it. Like there was a, a rapper named Extentacion uh, who was murdered last year, and they saw the police solved it so quick. And I was like, my God, the police finally solved a rap murder. That is news, and no one gave a shit because that dude also beat his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah, and admitted it on tape. Yeah. And that all happened before he died. So when he died, people were like, eh. Yeah, maybe everybody was kind of stoked to turn the guy, you know, just get it out of the way. Yeah, but it... Uh, I don't really understand what the... I mean, I guess in that situation, do you want the news outlet to talk about... What do you want out of that? I don't I don't know. I, I, I in general, frown upon the idea that extrajudicial justice is cool. Like, even... Like, even someone who beats their girlfriend, like, the punishment for that isn't that you get shot to death in your car in the parking lot of a motorcycle dealership. And when we were talking about, uh, we were talking about prison earlier, obviously, one of the, the things that really bothers me about how we talk about prison and punishment is the idea that it's funny when some people get raped. Oh, I, I don't think that's funny. And and where you hear that is dudes who go to prison. And a lot of times it's shit like Bernie Madoff, where people are like, oh, well, at least he's going to get raped forever. Is that the fucking punishment you want for financial crimes? Like, you honestly want a judge going, well, you built a lot of people out of money. You get fucked in the ass for the rest of your life. Well, like, no, you don't want rape as a fucking punishment. No. No matter how bad no. the person is. Well, like, you don't. Like you're no. you're only speaking for yourself unfortunately. Like I am I'm not only speaking for myself. There are plenty of people who would not want a punitive rape system I agree put with in that. place. I'm simply but we saying, have it in place and people fucking laugh at it. And I don't care how despicable the person is, that's not how justice is supposed to work in this country. Yeah, I know, but you're, I think you're just frustrated that people don't think things through. And I don't really know what to tell you about that other than you don't have to tell me anything. Yeah, like I'm always going to feel reality. that way because people are that way, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to talk about it or be frustrated about it or call people out about it. Like it's what I do. No, I, no one's asking you not to. You are. No, I'm not. You, you are. You're, you're arguing. You with want people. me to get raped in prison. You're arguing with people that are in your Say head. It. You're in Say here it. too long alone. Say it. You're yelling at people that don't exist, Adam. Say you want me to get raped in prison. No, but I think, uh, I think, uh, you think it would help. I think you need to go outside. <laughs> yeah, that could be. I think you need to go outside. You think? Yeah. Cause you got really into that and I wasn't really like pro rape. You're not. I'm not. You're sure. Well, actually, in that case, maybe I am because he did take money from a lot of Holocaust survivors. Yeah. So he did that. I, I, I just want to put that in there. Like, oh. That's a thing. Like, yeah. Like he took money from Ellie Wiesel. Well, that that's I think the other side of it, too, that frustrates me is when people like Bernie Madoff commit crimes like that. And people are like, mm, it's just rich people losing their money. It's like, no, it's oh, I don't. I just some rich people losing also, their money and some people who could not afford to lose that money. I also think that Bernie Madoff, you know, this is a whole other podcast episode, but Bernie Madoff was the fall guy for all of wall street. Like, yeah, uh, people in wall street took lots and lots of money and Bernie Madoff took the fault because he took rich people's money. The people that took money from normal everyday people, and fucked everybody up, they didn't go to jail. Right. So that's my fascination with the Bernie Madoff story. It's like, he fucked rich people. Yeah. Which is why... You don't do that. That's why he fell. That's like why it happened. 
the the financial crisis exposed all sorts of wrongdoing in our financial system, and he was the only one. At least we fixed it all, though. Yeah, thank God that done. we learned from it. I feel like that's the main thing to take away from this. Yeah, is that no one's gonna learn anything. Never. Well, then, this kid will get out of prison and he'll be a fucking dick. Yeah, he's gonna be a piece of shit, and he'll probably get shot. Yeah, I think that there's a good possibility that that could happen. And I hope not. I hope back not. to your. I don't want punitive rape i don't want street justice either because i don't think that works yeah and it i don't know it feel it almost feels inevitable at this point which is sad like it, it's sad like i get that this well i don't know that this guy unless he i mean not to sound like a mom but like he's gonna have to make a real effort to turn his life around and that still doesn't necessarily mean that he's gonna make it but yeah he seems to be a person that creates chaos but fortunately also prison is great at rehabilitating people. Well, that's what it's there for. Yeah, it's a rehabilitation so, thing. So he'll yeah. be whipped right into shape and come yeah. out the other end. There's, you get you get Voting rehabilitated. There's mm. like the Rube Goldberg rape machine. And yeah, you, you know, you get your weird it's the Steely Dan rice <laughs> drink, sketch whiskey <laughs> all night long. You know, that's what they're named after. Really? A gigantic metal dildo from the book Naked Lunch. What a bunch of dorks. <laughs> I know. I fucking hate Steely, Steely Dan. Steely Dan's the dorkiest band in the world. <laughs> they fucking suck balls. Man, uh, when I, I grew up in Huntington Beach, and there were always dad bands, because they were all like recovering surfers and like wannabe cool people. And they always, like on the 4th of July, if you go to Huntington Beach, California on the 4th of July and walk around, you will walk around a neighborhood with a bunch of barbecues going on, and maybe every block you're going to have a dad band. And it's all Randy's from, from fucking South Park. Ugh. And they are all, if you stand there long enough, going to play a Steely Dan song. I mean, you got, Siltons. You, you got Dire Straits, too, is another one. You got to have some chops to play those songs. Well, yeah, because those are the only five songs that they know. Yeah. And they pop up their little easy up and put their Tommy Bahama shirts on and they just play, man. We should start another band. You know, I have always wanted to do that. So I'll do that in a heartbeat. We, we should do it. I, I want to be a lounge singer. We should call ourselves the Not Trey Gangsters. Perfect. So people know we're safe. Yeah. And oh. we pose no threat. <laughs> That's the real thing you're looking for in a lounge act is like safety. Safety. <laughs> in 2019, absolutely. We start every set with like, I uh, want to thank everybody for coming out. But before we get going, I just want to highlight the emergency exits. They are located over there. Wanda, go ahead and wave. There's one right there. And actually, there's a door behind the stage. You guys don't know about it, but it goes right out to the alley. So, you know, if we have any scary situations, that's where you want to go. Don't let our pyrotechnics scare you one bit. <laughs> they only reach eight feet in the air. It's live flame, but it's fast. It's a nine foot ceiling. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> We're totally fine. Oh, my. You know, it would be a good episode. What? The Great White. Oh, yeah. Fire. No, I actually, we should do that. That would be an interesting because we did. Were you on the episode about the Six Flags Haunted Castle fire, or was that Carrie? That was Carrie. But we should we could do a series of club deaths. <laughs> Sadly, there are lots of different club events. death month. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing club death month tonight. I'm gonna have myself a real good time. Don't oh, shoot me now. We're having such a good time. Oh, no, don't shoot me now. Oh. Oh. God, we should we should get we out really of here. We really need to go. This is We have gone dark. to lots of places in this episode. This has been a fun episode. I blame him. <laughs> I blame him for a lot. Like I yeah. said, he's just a little bit of a problem in a the lot closing, of ways. The closing thought I have is that I hope, I hope your theory about him being a CIA operative is the reality for him. Because that, in my mind, is his best shot. It is, yeah, that could be kind of subconsciously why I'm going for that I angle. I think you dug it up because you, like, are, like, still, I guess we're all kind of rooting for him for some reason still. Yeah, it's like, uh It's also just nice to see someone It's such a complicated story. But it's nice to see someone who's crazy. Crazy's always fun to see. Yes, that's why reality shows used to be good. Yeah. They're not, they're not anymore. I could see him doing a reality show after he gets out of prison. Oh, there's no doubt that somebody's developing that now. Just him at some remote location. I guarantee you that there is some total dickwad dink creep in front of 
InDesign right now putting together a pitch deck for this. Hell I yeah. promise you it's, it's like that's happening right now. Will it sell? I don't know, but it's getting pitched for yeah. sure. All right. That's our episode. This was fun. This was very fun. I hope everyone is more informed on the important issues of the day. I like think we're, I think this was a public service. I think we did because do a public service. Whoever listens to this podcast is going to be able to go to a party this week and actually have something to say about this guy beyond yeah. the meme shit. Someone's going to bring up Takashi six nine. And you're did gonna, you know? You're going to fucking jump in with yeah. some facts. Yeah, get just hit him with that Eastern European tour. And people will be like, where did you hear this? And you'll be like, uh, I, I don't know remember. It. Uh, uh, I was researching. Yeah. And one thing reading. led to another. Reading, you ever try it? Yeah. Be I heard that, it on Audible. Be that guy at the party. Yeah. That's what everybody, that's, yeah. fingers crossed that guy shows up. When people ask where you heard it, text them a link to that Let Me Google That For You website. Oh, that's the best guy. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with that guy. Do that. All right. We should wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. We should get out of here. Yeah. Do we have anything to plug no. besides not joining gangs? Oh, that's a big that's a big takeaway also. Stay out of gangs. Don't rape. Don't rape. Don't rape. Try not to murder. Yeah, I mean, try really hard. Definitely don't rape. Def- try not to murder. Definitely don't. I get it sometimes. Yeah. You got to do it. You don't ever have to rape. Never have to rape. You don't have to rape. No. You don't have to hit your wife. It never- Caitlin, as a man, can I tell you how easy it is yeah. to not hit your wife you know, or it's, girlfriend? It's something that you and my husband have in common. It is shockingly easy. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. If only Takashi 6 9 had learned that at a young age. Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. Mm. Mm. Heavy. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Takashi69. We'll write you. We will. <laughs> <laughs>